to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. Happy April! The uh, flowers are blooming. Who knows? I haven't been outside in 12 days. But anyway, welcome to the show. This is our discussion show. Uh, we are going to get into uh, the door that has been kicked open, wide open, by Ahsoka Tano coming mm-hmm. to live-action Star Wars. What does that mean? Does that mean other big-name animated characters are going to come over to live-action at some point? Comic book characters? Video game characters? Who knows? We're going to discuss all that a bit later. Uh, with me, as always, James and Lacey. Um, so, guys, if you had the opportunity to be in Star Wars, would you prefer to voice an animated character or would you like to be uh, do some live action acting? So James, wh- wh- which would you pick? I mean, is this a question? I'd rather be live action, right? Okay, okay. I'll get into why I asked in a minute, but let me get your answers first, I guess. Lacey, how about you? Live action, definitely. Okay. So I was thinking about this from a very lazy perspective. And I was thinking, and, and it doesn't mean voice actors are lazy. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, if I could roll in or from my house, record my stuff in my jammies, instead of having to go like on location somewhere and still be in Star Wars, I would consider it, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I'd ultimately say I think you're missing that. the like having to do four seasons of work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm you know, not whatever, saying it's yeah. not, not work, but... Being able to go downstairs and, and uh, record your stuff from home or in a closet, as, as some say. Just interesting to think about. But um, unfortunately, not everyone's going to be able to make that shift in actual Star Wars. But again, we'll get into that a bit later. Um, James, uh, I got I got news for you, buddy. Now, I don't know if you're going to like it. I don't know if you're <laughs> going to love it. But I might agree with it. Something is... I might accept it. Lando style. Something is back, James. And I guess I'll let you tell us what is back with our next segment. First segment of the day. Go ahead. I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. Cheer it! You're back, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Finally out of quarantine. Um, It's good. I just want to take a second to thank Bayes for all his work he's essential so he had to he had to keep coming you know um (laughs) but uh but cheer it thanks uh and will the force it is back we haven't done in a little bit and this week we decided to do a full-on resistance officer edition so all of our questions are going to be coming from resistance officers so thank you uh in advance let's go ahead and get to the first one this uh submission is going to come from major steven bowman if anybody, side note, don't say it, but side note, if you know his middle initial, put it in the put it in the comments. Um, the question is, will Sabine at least be mentioned in The Mandalorian Season 2 since the Darksaber story is continuing and it appears we are getting Ahsoka? Lacey, I'm going to you first. What do you think? I do not think that they'd mention Sabine. I okay. think it could get a little confusing for people that white that like the Mandalorian and watch the Mandalorian that don't know all the info from Rebels. And if Ahsoka's in there, they're introducing a new character. It could start to get a little tricky, like the comics we were talking about last week, where it's like, "Who's Bob?" You mm-hmm. know. Um, I wish it was so, Bob. 
I think that Hydra Bob. No, they weren't. They aren't going to mention it at first. Maybe later, but not in this okay. season. All right, John. What do you think, Sabine? No, uh, I I think Ahsoka is going to be in this show for three minutes uh, in like this final ep- uh, chapter of the season uh, to help uh, Baby Yoda, aka Tiny, find his family or something like that, and then she's going to go off and be like. I'd love to stick around and take care of you, kid, but I got another friend to find. Bang. Goes off and she's still searching for Ezra somewhere. I don't know. Um, but uh, no, I don't think uh, because of that, because she's only going to be there for a little bit, I don't think Sabine's going to come up either. So no. So the, the time frame here is interesting too, because I think the Mandalorian takes place four years after Sabine and Ezra, or Sabine and Ahsoka left to go find Ezra. Um, but I think you guys are right that I I don't think right now Sabine has any place in the show. And I think a reference to her, I mean, I could understand it being an, a, a nod or like an Easter egg, but I just don't think that it's there. She doesn't have a purpose because, because everybody watching the show is like, not everybody, but you know, like the casual Mandalorian fan is like, who are they talking about? I have no, I have no clue who that is. And you can't be expected mm-hmm. to know. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, if she's not in the show, then they're not going to talk about her. Um, so the next one, resistance officer, Admiral Nathan Merrick, and he wants to know, uh, will Ahsoka, (laughs) this is a very serious question, by the way, uh, will Ahsoka cradle sweet little tiny, uh, six pounds, seven ounce little baby Yoda, uh, and hug him and kiss him and love him forever. I added the <laughs> Talladega Nights to that yeah. question, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lacey, you're going for, John, you're going first one on this one. Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> Nathan, you're a funny guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hmm, I'm going to say no. She will not cuddle little tiny uh, he may look cute on the outside, but dude can do some serious damage. And I don't think he wants to be belittled in that way. Mm. He probably, once they find out his name, he's going to like, stop calling me baby Yoda. I'm Tony, tiny Tony. So no, she's not going to cuddle and kiss baby Yoda. So no cuddles, no kissing. Um, what about cradling and hugging Lacey? What do you think? No, none of those things. I think <laughs> Baby Yoda is adorable and hugged the little girl in episode four of season one. Um, I think the only cuddling and cradling we need to see is coming from Mando as like his somewhat dad. Uh, other than that, I don't think you're going to see that happen with other characters, especially mm-hmm. not Ahsoka. All right. She might um, come in to save the day or something, but that's I don't think she's just going to be randomly picking up babies and hugging them. <laughs> Yeah, you bring in Rosario Dawson to like cradle a, a puppet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously three for three. I think um, not to belittle the question, but like I think it was kind of a jokey question. Um, I don't think this is uh, the place for it. I think we're just going to get Ahsoka and they'll be different and they might have some sort of confrontation, but I don't think it's going to be like in a loving way. Watch, we're all going to be wrong. Um, next one is from resistance officer commander, Rick Villanueva 
Rick uh, asked us the question, will Michael Bean be playing Dash Rendar in Mando Season 2? Lacey, I don't know how versed in Legends you are. Uh, Do you know Dash Rendar? I only know him really by name. Yeah, I know a little bit about him. I I just find it funny that as Star Wars fans, and I'm guilty of this too, as soon as they announce or we hear rumblings of some someone being cast in Star mm-hmm. Wars, the first thing we do is, oh, that must be Lando's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that must be Ray's mom. Oh, it must be this character. I'm going to say... What? Snoke what? is Plagueis. Can't be his own DJ character. E- DJ was Ezra. Yeah, yeah, DJ is Ezra. Dark Thank Jedi. You. It's right there. Um, it's right there. Just take it. Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, no... I don't think he will be Dash Rendar. I think he's just going to be a bounty hunter like the other people that we've seen in the show so far. Mm-hmm. I don't think every character needs to be a character we know of. That's my answer. That That is great. That's fair. John, what do you think? I, I feel like, and I'm not the first person who brought this up, so I can't take credit for it, but I agree with this, that I feel like Toro was like, hey, let's do a tribute slash make fun of Dash Rendar a little bit because he like had the same gear as him and he, the same type of attitude and like the Han Solo ripoff sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think Toro was the nod to Dash Rendar for the Mandalorian. And so I, I don't think they're bringing in Dash Rendar into the Mandalorian. Um, I'm a big believer in uh, precedent and I don't see them or Favreau um, taking a Legends or EU character and bringing him back. It's, it appears he's really into creating these new types of characters and introducing new things into the mix to this point. Um, I know there's a little bit of uh, callbacks to Vizsla and that sort of thing from uh, canon, but uh, EU, uh, unless I'm wrong, someone can correct me, I don't see anybody surfacing it to that point. So uh, I believe in precedent first, Then once that happens, then all bets are off. So I don't think Dash Rendar is showing up, and I don't think Michael Bean's coming in to play Dash Rendar. It's going to be some old, new, cool, old, elder bounty hunter. Um, I agree. Uh, I think that uh, there's... A- a bigger chance that you're going to see new versus something that we've already seen. Um, I I've talked about that Ignacio on the podcast. If you're a longtime listener, you see a sand planet, you go, well, that's gotta be Tatooine, but it's more likely that it's not Tatooine. than is this one thing? There's a million planets. It could be, or it could be one. So your, your odds are bad. Um, that being said, when I read this question, I thought, Man, he Dash Rendar to me, and I know very little about him, always put off like a total 80s action hero vibe. I don't know what it is. He never seemed like Han Solo to me. He seemed like 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 Saturday morning cartoon, like G.I. Joe 80s action guy i don't know i can't explain it and that is exactly who you would cast you'd cast michael bean you'd cast this guy who um kind of in a lot of ways was that so um i kind of see the connection like i get what you're getting at and maybe other people too too. um but i don't think it's going to happen so that leads us to the last and final will the force question we've agreed on everything so far so far Mm -hmm. yeah um the last oh, one is, <laughs> yeah, 
Um, well, whatever you say, I'll disagree with on this one. Uh, perfect. Um, the next one is going to come from resistance officer, Admiral Nathan Shank. Uh, Nathan uh, had an opportunity to ask us, will we see Yoda learn of the rule of two in the new high Republic series? So John, you're going first on this one. What do you think? Um, so he means like the books, the new books and comics, unless I, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, well, first off, I, I just realized, uh, I guess if your name is Nathan and you're a resistance officer, you're getting on the show today. So we had two of our questions came from Nathan's. Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, no, I'm going to say no. Um, and my reasoning is the Kia de Mundi saying uh, the Sith had been extinct for a millennia. So unless he is incorrect with his dates or millennias don't mean what they mean in Star Wars, it's been a long time, <laughs> even 200 years before the prequels. Um, so Yoda being 900 years old, if he did learn about the Sith and the Rule of Two, he learned about them well before the High Republic, I think. So I don't think Yoda's going to all of a sudden be 700 years old and be like, oh, that's oh, that's interesting. That is that is something. So I think that he, if he, when he, whenever he learned about the Rule of Two was before uh, the High Republic era is my guess. So he'll we'll go into the High Republic. If we see Yoda, he'll already be versed in this. We don't need to do a story with Yoda learning about the Rule of Two. I think that's a waste of time. So, um, in the spirit of Shark Tank, for that reason, I'm going to say no. I thought you were going to say I'm out. I, I, <laughs> I'm uh, out. Yeah, I got to go. I'll see you guys. <laughs> um, Lacey, what are your thoughts? Are you going to agree or disagree? I agree with John. I think from what they've described about this era, it's like kind of like the heyday of Jedi, like peak mm-hmm. Jedi. And if that's the case, I couldn't see them just learning about this. At that time, they probably learned about this earlier than that, like John said. So, yeah, I don't think we Yoda's going to learn about the rule of two in the um, High Republic. In the High Republic. All right. Well, I said that I was going to disagree with John no matter what. So I'm going to say, yes, they will. <laughs> but Do I have a pretty good that? reason. Um, okay. I, I, have, I have an okay reason, I think. Um, because you guys are saying that, uh, he, it's, they've been extinct for a while. So that it would, it wouldn't make sense for him to find out about this later, but I actually think we could theoretically go into the high Republic being like, yeah, they're dead. They're gone. We clearly killed all of them off. And somewhere in the middle we go, hold up wait, we're just uncovering this stuff now. There, like, There's a new rule of two and there's a potential that they're just kind of handing it off to the next person. I wonder how long that's been going on. It clearly dates till the first time we're seeing it is after we thought we killed them. So maybe they are still around. Maybe there's a possibility that there's they're still handing off the reins. Nah, you're crazy, Yoda. And, you know, I... I I think it could be possible. It could almost be a reveal of we thought we killed them, but here we're finding evidence that they've slowly and quietly been keeping themselves around in the shadows. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll Yoda see. seemed he was very certain at the end of the Phantom Menace what the deal was. But in the Clone Wars, he well, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say he he was well aware that 
Bane was the one who brought on the rule of two, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily say that when they're around. So yeah, you might be right, but that's it. Um, Lacey, do you want to take us on to our next section? What's it called? Yeah. Up now, not next (laughs) now is the Patreon pod race. So there are a lot of ways for people to get involved and support us. And that includes liking this video, commenting, subscribing, um, following us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, and then also uh, heading over to Patreon. It's a way to support what we're doing, um, new ideas and content that we have, and then there are different commanders that you can be, um, different officers, And each one gives you different access and exclusive content. And that's at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. So our top tier are our generals, and they get a chance to be a part of the show. This week, it's our rotating slot, uh, which is all the newer people, which we're super excited about. And this week is General Michael Gaines. And his question, which he has 60 seconds to answer, um, (laughs) is, as a fan of both Star Wars and Star Trek, ugh. Uh, which fan base is more serious and what's the biggest difference between the two fan bases in your opinion? Michael, take it away. Hey guys, I want to thank you for having me on for the pod race. Uh, as you can see, for those uh, that are not watching the video, I have a Star Trek the motion picture and a Rogue One poster up in my office. I've been a fan of both since practically day one of both fandoms. Um, I was nine when Star Wars came out. Star Trek came um, around... I was watching in the third season on NBC. Um, what, which one is which one um, has more serious fans? I, I they, anybody would tell you that both of them are. There are passionate fans. I've been to the Star Trek conventions for years. They're they're both very passionate fans. The difference between the fandoms is a little different, though. Um, Star Trek has always been about hope for the future, uh, the the future of humanity. Star Wars, uh, just as good in its own way, but is still a, like a, uh, in my opinion, just a space fantasy about good and evil. But it still allows people to want to be better. And that's uh, my minute is up, and that's all I have to say. I want to thank you all, and uh, be safe, everybody. Thanks. Awesome job, Michael. Love your posters. Got a nice little setup there. Uh, John, what do you think of Michael's answer? Diplomatic, smart, smart approach. Um, he spotted it. Yeah. Right? Is that how they do it? Yeah. 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 I held up for the audio listeners. I did the, the Spock hand sign. Live long um, and prosper. No, I think you did a good job there, Michael. Um, good job on your first pod race. Um, I know we had talked about it in our Admiral and General Skype call. And uh, spoiler alert, you said you were purposely trying to wear your uh, General's uh, TRB shirt. And then you realized you had put a sweatshirt over it, defeating the purpose. But we know <laughs> it's there. So um, no, you're saying it's Star like Trek. It's just off camera, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah you hear it. And then, yeah. Uh, but you, that Star Trek is about the future of humanity and more kind of a realistic uh, state uh, sentiment they're trying to put out there where Star Wars is more of a space fantasy and that's where the differences are, but that the fan bases are both very serious uh, and that sort of thing. So um, I don't know much about Star Trek. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. So hearing that 
vantage point is interesting to me um, because fan bases are always so crazy. And for you to say that they're just as serious as Star Wars fans, uh, I actually take a little bit of solace in that because Star Wars fans can be very serious and a little too serious sometimes. So I'm always curious what's going on in other fandoms and that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, again, good job. Uh, thanks for all your support. And um, uh, live long live and prosper. Long and prosper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, Michael, I think you did a great job. Again, love your setup. As someone that has worked events for both Star Wars and Star Trek fans, I can tell you that they are very similar. Um, they're a little different like profile wise, if you were to make a profile of each individual, like the Star Trek fans are a little bit more sci-fi driven. Uh, whereas I feel like Star Wars fans are kind of like a mixed bag. You get all different types of people that like Star Wars and they're more on the pop culture side. Um, like you said, not necessarily science fiction and very specific. It's more like sci-fi fantasy adventure. Mm -hmm. um, but they're both super passionate groups of people. They really love what they love, which I can appreciate. Um, so, yeah, I think no matter what fandom it is, you're going to find people that are super serious about it. Um, and that goes for anything nowadays, uh, as we learned. There's a huge fandom for Triscuits now, which we're all aware of. <laughs> According to the internet, That's last week, Lacey, it's last week's news. Sorry, yeah, but it started last week, but now it's yeah. a thing, James. Mm -hmm. Electricity biscuits is a thing. Um, so there's fandoms for everything, and I think that we just have to appreciate it for what it is and not take things so seriously, like John said. James, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, just real quick because yeah, I think you did a great job. Good job uh, noting specifically. I'm almost up on my minute. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, the one thing I'd like to say about the Star Trek Star Wars back and forth is that the, the fans of Star Trek are, are going to always be uh, any fandom that's as passionate about their stuff as, uh, as they get. Um, Star Trek is one of them. And I, I know this because they don't like JJ Abrams. So there's a huge collective of people who don't like JJ Abrams because of the 2009 <laughs> Star Trek movie. And I remember there were headlines about how there was like this official thing at some, one of the latest Star Trek conventions that they were doing like this big poll of like the best Star Trek movies and galaxy quest was like way higher than any of the JJ Abrams movies because they're just like, those aren't Star Trek movies and like wow. galaxy quest is more of a Star Trek movie. So it's like they, uh, they have their hatred and it's funny that JJ somehow got stuck in both man. But, uh, or he luckily got to do both. It's whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. But, um, yep. Thanks a lot for the, uh, the pod race. Yeah. It's good. Good info. Awesome. So now we're going to head to John for the discussion. Live action. All right, guys, we're going to talk about more. More Star Wars animated characters are likely going to appear in live action. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Guys, the door has been blown wide open with Ahsoka Tano reportedly heading to live action in The Mandalorian Season 2. While we've seen animated slash live action crossovers on a smaller name scale, 
this is a big time move for Star Wars, without a doubt, uh, which means more moves are probably coming. So more animated Star Wars characters will likely appear in live action going forward, which means we could see comics and video game characters, too. Uh, so let's discuss which ones we think we may see make the jump, which ones make sense, why this is a good thing for the franchise and speculate on how we uh, may see some characters we already know appear in future live action content. Um, so I'll start off by saying it's an interesting thing and I have to eat some crow here because I never thought that this would happen on this sort of uh, big scale. I knew about the, you know, the pepperings in and there goes Chopper going by and there's, uh, <laughs> we hear General Syndulla in the background and Yes, all those people, when uh, there's more of us show up in The Rise of Skywalker, Matt Martin says, yeah, all those people were in those ships. Cool. But this is a game changer. And I, like I said, I have to admit I was wrong. I did not think we would see Ahsoka in live action ever because uh, I always base my opinions based on precedent. And if it hasn't happened yet, I lean towards it not happening. So um, th there's still a lot for me to process with this. Who I think's coming, I'm not sure. So I just want to kick things off with you guys here. Um Lacey, are you, first of all, were you surprised that they did it? And where did you stand with this? Were you in my boat or did you expect this to eventually happen? And um, why don't you kick this off? Do you think we're going to see more people now that the floodgates are open? And who, we, who may we think? Let's get the ball rolling here. So I'm totally in your boat, unfortunately, of uh, <laughs> I didn't think Ahsoka was ever going to happen. And unfortunately, yeah. in the sense of, I feel like an idiot because we asked this question like, I feel like a year ago. And I was like, no way. There's no way. It won't, you know, the transition from that to that would never happen. It wouldn't look right. I gave a ton of answers of why it wouldn't happen. And it's like Dave Filoni heard them and was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and now it's happening, which I couldn't be happier for all the Ahsoka fans. I'm not a gigantic Ahsoka fan. I'm a fan of Ashley's. Uh, more than Ahsoka. But um, the idea that this character that everybody loves is making that transition to live action is super exciting because there are a lot of characters that I like um, in animation and especially in the video games that I would love to see move to live action. Like, I love Darth Revan. I think he's amazing. And I would love to see him in live action. I like Bastilla Shan. I would love to see her in live action. Now, are we going to get that? Get those? I don't know. We've talked a lot on this show over the past few years about how uh, the next movies might be older public and there's rumors about it and that means those characters could come to life. Um, I would love to see it. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon based on the High Republic announcement. I think that's where kind of those next movies were going to go is that High Republic time, which would not correlate with my wants <laughs> mm -hmm. um that being said i could definitely see thrawn making the jump to live action uh we mm -hmm. talked about this a little bit uh in a patreon video actually uh about that you know ever since i saw that banner at celebration where they clearly used pierce brosnan as some type of character study for uh Thrawn that I, I'd love to see it. I think he's a great villain. I think a ton of people love it. I was in the room at Celebration uh, 2016 in Europe in London when they announced that Thrawn was in the show and people lost it. Like we're talking screaming, standing up, cheering, not like Force Awakens lost it. That was a different, that was a different monster. But 
to see fans get this excited about an animated character and for a character to make a transition into the animated show and that was the reaction, imagine what it would be if he then transitioned to live action. Like, people would lose their minds. And I think it would just be really fun to hate him because as we've talked about, like, we need a good villain again. We need a good guy that we could, a good guy to hate, not a good mm-hmm. guy, a good guy to hate. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. James, what's uh good points there, Lacey. Um, James, what's your starting point on this? Uh, were you wrong? What, what was your, I know for a while you had said it'd be weird to see the transition uh, just from a, an aesthetic point of view, but well, if I remember correctly, it was even me. You've stated as the reason you changed your mind. <laughs> it was one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is dating back like two years. Yeah, so <laughs> it was, I mean, it was like, like the fall of twenty eighteen. Yeah, think. And, and think about that too. Like two years ago, when we're making these decisions and we're bury, kind of burying our minds into will this ever happen? There is no mm-hmm. Mandalorian. There's no Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Right. There's yeah. no there's no three live action series coming, you know? It's just mm-hmm. do you think that Ahsoka, the character from Clone Wars and Rebels and maybe a couple other little things here and there, is ever gonna be in the next Star Wars movie? You know, it's like right. probably it's not, narrow. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably not. Now things are starting to change. We we've kind of stuck to our guns saying we don't think it's going to happen, but you know, it it did happen. Um and John, it's funny that you mentioned the precedent thing cuz we'll probably talk a little bit about this, but there was there has been precedent for a Clone Wars character making a live action, you know, bringing that in. And what's weird about that is like to me personally, let's go back to that time. We we had The Force Awakens. It came out. We liked the movie. Then they were doing this Rogue One movie, and we're like, okay, cool, s- spinoff movie. We we don't know what it is. Standalone, anthology. Could be a million different things. And I remember the description for Saw Gerrera coming in as, hey, we have this idea for a character, and he's kind of like this. And the story group goes, hmm, interesting. We actually already have a character that's very similar to that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and replace this, this character that – um, you get, I guess Gareth Edwards or, you know, like who, whoever invented this, that character, let's replace him with a character that we already have from another TV show who has literally nothing to do with this. But other than the fact that we like the idea of bringing an animated character into live action, making this all connective, all this other stuff. I don't know where things changed. But after that happened, we've just held on hope that this is going to be more likely. And it's very rarely happened. And I, I still yeah. kind of have this weird thing. It's like, I don't know why it's not happening. Like there isn't to me a good enough reason why you're like, Hey, we have to have a hundred people here, uh, on agent Claus, you know, after we land and it's just a bunch of random people and whatever. Why, why isn't there a team that says, you know, Hey, let's get Christopher Sean. Let's let's hook him up. He we know him. He's here. We want him. It makes sense that he would be in the fight. Who who didn't make that connection and just bring him in to they got Lynn Manuel Miranda. Like right. you know what I mean? Like what okay. So obviously he was like involved or whatever. He came to visit the set and they were like, Hey, we've got random spots. So what's what's the deal? Why can't you bring in some of these people? And it's just it almost makes me feel like it's a story group thing where they're starting to get weirded out by 
and they just don't want to do that. They just rather like avoid it altogether or something. I, I don't know the, the whole like background character being brought to live action. I'm not even asking for a, their own Disney yeah. plus series. You know, I don't no, need to see yeah. Cad Bane to be the main villain, but like sometimes it just drives me a little nuts sometimes when it's like, come on, man. Why, why, I- why can't you just hire this person or hire someone to play that person? You know, imagine if in the rise of Skywalker, like a ship opens, the helmet comes off and it's Christopher Sean. That's all the moment was. Yeah. People would have lost it. People would have lost it. People. Let's be fair too. people wouldn't have lost it. 99% of people would not have lost it. I'm saying resistance fans would have lost it. If you know who that is, it means the world to you. And you know what? Like I came out of that movie and I said, I feel like I saw someone who looked similar. And it turns out that's not, it wasn't Christopher Sean. We go back, rewatch it. It's not him. But that small moment could have meant so much to so many people. Why couldn't it have been him? Not even that. He's just walking around the back. Yeah. yeah, they probably it, well, probably because they didn't want to pay to fly him out to England and get him in the suit and the hair and all that stuff and yeah. do it as opposed to just having uh, Steve, who's a key grip, uh, throw a vest on <laughs> and, and do it. Yeah, uh, but but you and you're, like you're Lin, paying. Lin-Juan Miranda who, who's, was who's the vi- guy visiting in? set and they gave him an extra vest and they're like, you, you want to be yeah. in there? Go I ahead. understand that, but but look at like what what's the Curb Your Enthusiasm guy you like? Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Jeff Green yeah. is probably cost more money to be in that movie than it, it was for to to fly out Christopher Sean and Jeff have Green probably scene. knew knows Kathleen Kennedy's uh, sister or something like. But there, you think you think like, he was like, "Yo, g- give me in the movie. I want to be in Star Wars." Like I think it was just like something that was like a gig, and he's like, "Yeah, what the heck, whatever." He's yeah, I don't know. Well, I, and you just, bring up a. You bring up a good point, though, that it's not so there's this whole thing, like you say, where it's like, all right, well, they're going to bring in Sabine to live action. And then, then you know, a bunch of fans are like, so a Sabine series. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be that. It's like, you know, Sabine yeah. could pop in in one episode here and there. She could pop in in this series and then go in this series. Or then you could bring in Cad Bane. He could be, you know, pop in in Mandalorian, but then he can go on a Bounty Hunter series and do this over there. So it's it's not always the all or nothing. Like we always want to go to the all or nothing. Uh, the same way we want to identify new characters as or new actors as they're playing somebody familiar, like we talked about before, Lacey. Um, mm-hmm. It's that sort of, sort of same type of vibe, the, all, the whole all or nothing thing. But I agree with you, James. It, it's something that can happen. It probably will happen. And you say like the precedent for me, the precedent, the precedent wasn't there because Saw Gerrera to me, which I mentioned in the open, it's happened with smaller characters. Saw Gerrera to me is a mm-hmm. small character. Ahsoka is a, you, you're changing everything. Yeah. Saw Gerrera, they creaked the door open to see who was inside. Ahsoka, it was like, boom, both doors swing open. Now, there we go. Toontown, the ball, the wall busted open. All the tunes are running in like at the end of Roger Rabbit. That's what's going on here now. <laughs> that was a so, great reference. So <laughs> A great movie. I love that movie. Except the sad part where they dip the shoe in the dip. The shoe. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, my no. God. No, why did you bring it up? Well, he's going to come to live action Star Wars. I didn't know if you knew Just that. Just the, the shoe. shoe. <laughs> the, yeah, the shoe so is playing well, Actually, the shoe was in the suit. Uh, yeah. uh, Last Jedi. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. So anytime you see a shoe, it's that shoe from Roger Rabbit. They just don't say it and spell it out for you. But, Mm. you know, I'm thinking about like Cameron Monaghan, who Lacey, uh, sweet brag, we saw him at the premiere for The Rise of Skywalker. A couple times. 
he's loving being a Cal Kestis and mm-hmm. being in Star Wars, and that game was beloved. Uh, he can he did actual movements and the physicality, and they had to capture his motion Andy Circus style for the video game story parts. Uh, he can now come in and maybe do something for a Fallen the Order series. The character looks just like him. Yeah, and you know well, what's yeah, funny. Yeah. I forget sometimes that it's a game that we talk about Fallen Order and how great mm-hmm. it is so much in the story mode and how cool it was and how much fans love it. And sometimes I forget, well, he didn't play. A, he's a, a video game character. Uh, he can now come in and do stuff. So, I mean, the video game option is there. Then you have comic characters. Uh, a lot of people love Afra. Like, is that a possibility where you get a cameo of her and they need somebody to go find an artifact or something like that? There's so many things that they can add in as a an Easter egg, but a bigger Easter egg. So again, it's not someone getting their own series, but it's someone could pop in here and there. And like you said, James, instead of it being, uh, you know, scavenger number six, it's Dr. Afra or, you know, wh- whatever you want to call the situation. Uh, and I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, but I want to ask you guys this. We have two series that are coming out that haven't filmed yet. Cassian probably going to get delayed now again because of the pandemic. That thing's not going to start filming in June now. Uh, Obi-Wan is slated to be filming in January. So you have two series right now confirmed that are going to be happening. Who's Who do you think could show up in Cassian Andor? And who do you think could show up in the Kenobi series out of animation or comics? I'm going to let James go first. <laughs> um, well, I'll let you handle the Obi-Wan stuff because the Cassian Andor stuff is closer to home for me. And if if we have any sort of like reference point on when this might take place, you're, you're buttoned right up against Rebels. So the question becomes like, well, what, you just got to start wondering what Rebels characters are we going to see in here? And again this is this is that perfect opportunity because it doesn't have to be Ezra it doesn't have to be Kanan it doesn't have to be Sabine like there's so many times when these characters are interacting with um other people in this world uh an an officer a um a a member of the empire who just happened to be the captain of that ship or something you can cross these people over and it just, it it just opens so many different, (laughs) I don't know. Rook (laughs) happiness. Yeah. 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 There you go. (laughs) I mean, but, but also yes, you know, like I, I, his is a little weird cause he's like, he got pulled in very specifically for one thing, but, um, but no, I mean, uh, you've got, um, um, See, I, I'm st- I'm still on that. I can't remember people's names all of a sudden. Um, but uh, well, she's like, the governor it, of Lethal, uh, Price. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Price. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like characters like that, that would be really interesting to see. Obviously, you could cast um, from Indiana Jones, right? Everybody jokes around about her. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. does look like... Um, now I can't think of her name. What is wrong with me today? Well, us today. It's contagious. Contagious, I guess. I don't know. We're blanking on all the names. Um, what about, would it be weird or too hard to, I guess it wouldn't be too hard, to bring a live action Zeb or would that look too cartoony like a, like a theme park character? I think they could do it. 
I think it might yeah. look a little weird, but yeah, I think they could do it. I think as long as like the, I think it's one of those things where where we'll just just like how they have the technology of the Mandalorian. I think there's a good chance that you could watch it and you could be like, I still can't wrap my head around. That's not a real person. That's a CG character. You know, yeah. I well, I maybe get someone could, in a suit for that. Maybe, yeah. The, I don't. We've yeah. never seen a species before in live action. Whereas, like Cad Bane, we have. We've seen Turos. What about Kanan Jarrus? Could he pop in in a Cassian series? Well, then that's almost just as bad as the he, Ahsoka thing, right? And yeah, and do you do it because if you he reveals, don't cast, yeah. if you don't cast, um, Freddie, Freddie. Prince Jr. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, and and to talk about that too, real quick, because I want to get on Obi Wan and other options too. But like, just I want to say it really quick. There's the, also the like the retcon live action appearance. So it's like I don't know what how this all shook out, but the whole like, um, oh that guy from Return of the Jedi, the, we're making that Rex. You know what I mean? They mm. they can they can later say, oh it was a different actor. It's not the same voice person. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. We're going to say that that was that person, and that also brings into question. Since they're willing to recast Ahsoka, a a, a famous or well-known, well-accepted voice actor for a different live-action actor, there's nothing that they can't later say, yeah, that wasn't Christopher Sean, but that was Kaz. They just yeah. haven't confirmed it. It looked yeah. like, you know, something that he could be wearing, so that's maybe what tipped me off. I mean, it's not to say that these characters still aren't there. We're not looking at them. We haven't been staring at them for 40 years and just mm-hmm. not putting the pieces together. And they could come in and say, oh, yep, that uh, that person right there, that's uh, the officer from this comic book. You never picked up on that? Well, we're confirming it. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're thinking more Rebels because of the timeline. So, Lacey, uh, yeah. Kenobi, we're expecting a lot of people to come in there. We're, we're probably a lot of people are expecting Uncle Owen via Joel Edgerton. Right. Um, by the way, that... Okay, that was Kate Blanchett, uh, James, by the way. Nice. Um, um, people are expecting, you know, what's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn, probably live Baby action, Luke. But yeah, Baby Luke. But do you think that they'll interject some crossovers from animation, maybe from Obi-Wan's past uh, in memories or something like that, or, or other characters uh, just for the sake of Easter eggs? Do you think Kenobi's going to dabble as well the way Cassian might? I think it's a little trickier with Kenobi just because of how big of a role he plays already in live action. Um, It's a little trickier than um, like the Mandalorian or even the Cassian because we only got one movie with Rogue One and it's kind of this one adventure from beginning to finish. And Mm. um, whereas Obi-Wan, we kind of see like his whole process and then we get all the Clone Wars series and then we also get, you know, original trilogy, stuff like that. I think the big thing everybody wants in Kenobi that I see over and over and over again is Cad Bane. Everybody wants that to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, the big question is if they're going to handle Darth Maul at all. And I say that in the sense of it's a different Darth Maul than we meet in live action. We would be kind of reacting and referencing the one in the animated series, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause that yeah. would be yeah. the time period. So that would be the mall we would see. It wouldn't be the one we know. So how would yeah. they handle that? And I well, guess that's could be my the question. Solo mall. Like solo a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, do you what
Yeah, I think we could probably see her in flashbacks. I don't. I think that's the only way you're going to see her. Yeah. And I think that that you're going to have to address it. I think it's a big kind of question mark, but it's going to be interesting because people that don't watch the animated series aren't going to know who she is. That's a good point. I mean, watching the show and they just dive into like this past and everybody's like, Jedi don't have love interests. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be so confused. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a weird reveal that you come out of nowhere, but then, but, but then again, this is why we live solo. Solo didn't (laughs) care. Solo was like, uh, what makes the most sense right now? Darth Maul? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause he's doing this at this time. This makes sense. And we I don't loved care it. And everybody did. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. They, it didn't matter that some people were confused. Like, you know, my buddy Chad was like, I didn't, I didn't know this movie takes place before the Phantom Menace. And he was serious. He wasn't joking around. Cause he's like, Darth Maul died. Cause he had no idea about Matt Clone said, didn't you know? Darth Maul die? Yeah. Yeah. And they took it. <laughs> they took the chance and I'm glad they did. Um, now, right. I agree with you, Lacey. I think, I, I think uh, Satine would be a little strange uh, from the perspective of the general audience who are going to see Kenobi who watched all the movies and they, they're seeing Ewan McGregor back. This doesn't yep. make sense to me. When did this happen? Uh, while he was training yeah. Anakin, what, well, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, it would be yeah. cool for diehards and, uh, it would be nice connectivity with the Clone Wars as a huge arc. Um, and that's why I don't think you're going to see Bo-Katan showing up, uh, in, uh, Kenobi either. Um, I don't think, yeah, one I think could be interesting is, uh, Captain Rex, maybe a little mini reunion. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That could be possible if they wanted to do it. <laughs> or um, Cody. Get, yeah, yeah, get Tamir Morrison and just be like, hey, dude, do you want to do some stuff? And he's like, I ain't working. I'll do something for you. And he just shows up too and much to fly him out. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, eat it, James. Seriously. <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, so I think that's possible, though. Um, but who knows? I, I don't think Kenobi needs it maybe as much. I think I feel like Kenobi is going to be one of those like Logan type of stories where it's very limited character focus and it's about this um, one character's journey. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like the Cassian series can be just like Coruscant in it, not literally, but just like people everywhere. A lot of going on espionage and you get to dunk characters in uh, a bigger palette. So. Uh, that's mm-hmm. interesting to me. And now then let's shift to the potential of other series. You know, there is that rumor of Ahsoka spinning off, springboarding off of a cameo in The Mandalorian into her own series. What could that do? Because uh, we, you know, James, as you say, we leave Ahsoka last, uh, aside from her voice cameo in The Rise of Skywalker, with her and recruiting Sabine to go say, let's go bring our boy home. Um if they do a series for Ahsoka, do they date it back and not necessarily have it anything to do with the Mandalorian time frame? Do they go back a few years and do that and do a live action version of that? Who can show up there? Uh, so what do you guys think about a potential um, Ahsoka series? We can touch on that lightly since it has been reported at least. Um, do you guys think, you know, Sabine, do you think we're going to see other people from Rebels in that era? Do you think we'll see a Jason Syndulla? Do you think that sort of stuff's going to go on? I, when it comes to Ahsoka and the whole like backdoor pilot um, rumor, I think that that confirms one thing specific. You're only going to get Ahsoka in one episode because the backdoor pilot for uh, Mandalorian season one was uh, Ming Na Wen, right? The Fennec Shand. When you say backdoor pilot, you mean they're 
they're gonna create a Fennec Shand show. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I I missed. I I must have missed that story. All right. So so in a lot of in a lot of series, what they'll do is they'll bring in like a character and they bring that character in to see if there's a potential for a spinoff. Right. And they really, they only, they're not like planning long term with this character. They're not someone that's going to be in the show because uh, they want to do a spinoff. It's almost like, Hey, we want to do a spinoff of blank show. How could we do it? Well, okay, well then let's introduce a character, see if people like it. And if they like it, then we have our, our way in. Um, when did they and say if that? Not, what? When was this Fennec Chand thing said? I, I don't was, remember that either, but it was I think it was said with um with the news of Rosario Dawson. Like it was um that that Ahsoka was being looked at as a backdoor pilot, much like how the Fennec Chand character was. It was like we have this one character, we have an idea. If people really like it or connect with it, then we know that we could spin off with that character or whatever. Well, she didn't do anything in that episode. What? And I'm not saying this to you, James. I'm saying in general, like what? Just yeah. because it's Ming-Na Wen? What? That makes no yeah. sense. Well, I mean, you had, you, okay. When we were even talking about that character going into the show, we were like, oh, she's great on this show. She doesn't, she's not doing anything anymore. Cause agent shield sure. is done. Sure. We, we see potential with this character. I think that's what they were going for too. The weird thing is, is that she, she kind of dies in the episode. Did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like it's she kind didn't of weird. do anything. <laughs> Kind of a weird scenario. All right, but getting back getting back to Ahsoka, I think that that confirms sure. that she's probably only going to show up for one episode, and I think what they're going to do with her is something that's very clearly, like, cool and mysterious and see if they can invoke a lot of, like, public interest beyond Star Wars fans <laughs> in general over what this character could be. And mm-hmm. if they re- react to that then Dave Filoni's like, well, sweet. I, I wrote her in just to write her in, you know, to check that off of a, a, a list. And in, in my opinion, I think that's kind of what he's doing. Um, but if it takes off and, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and greenlit this thing. Then he also secures his job for, for working a partnership with another director, whoever is going to do the Ahsoka spinoff show, because Man. He's got the character. It's you know, Mandalorian can wrap up or he can leave that with John Favreau for as long as he wants to do it, but he still works with closely with Lucasfilm. I'm talking a lot, but I, I see all of that and it is very clear to me that that's kind of just the roadmap. Yeah. I, I mean there's one thing that stands out clear to me. First of all, if they're gonna do an Ahsoka series, Dave Filoni's gonna be the showrunner. I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, I don't see them hand, giving that to anybody else. If they're going to make an Ahsoka series, he's going to be the guy, in my opinion. But you don't cast Rosario Dawson for a one-off cameo, so they have intentions of doing more with this character by bringing in a char- mm-hmm. an actress of her caliber. If they were just doing a one-off where Ahsoka's going to dunk in for f- three minutes, then maybe you give it to Ashley Eckstein and 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 do the right thing and then give her that opportunity and then say all right that was great ahsoka dunked in little fan service she got to be ahsoka in live action like she always wanted to they have bigger plans for the character clearly to bring in a, a bigger actress like rosario dawson you just don't do it for her to come in for a few minutes and keep it under wraps and that sort of thing this isn't a a fun 
Easter egg uh, Horatio Sands is coming in to play an alien in The Mandalorian. This is a kind of a big deal. So I think just because of the actress alone, it makes sense that they're going to do way more with Ahsoka. Lacey, do you think that's on point? Or is it possible that they're like, hey, fans wanted you to do this. Do you want to put on all this makeup for 12 hours and then play this character for 30 seconds? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm in a weird spot. And this goes back to how I felt years ago when we talked about this in the first place, which obviously it seems like this is happening. Um, It's just, it's so weird to me that we have a character that started in an animated series, continued in an animated series, went into another animated series, and then they're like, okay, now it's live action. And now she's going to get her own TV show and it's live action. I think the cameo makes more sense than giving that character a full TV show. Whereas the full TV show to me, if I'm a brand new fan to Ahsoka, I'm going to be like, oh, this is cool. What else does she do? And then I'm like, oh, animated series? That's kind of weird. So she started on an animated series and then went to live action? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it seems weird to me. So I'm going to start with the cameo. Um, I agree with you, John. I don't think you bring Rosario Dawson in just for a cameo. But at the same time, they have people come in and say one line in movies. So... It's not that weird. I could see it being like a, hey, this is a cool, fun, fan service thing. Hmm. You Show don't bring up, in Lin-Manuel Miranda to be the guy in a vest. Right, <laughs> and like he didn't even do anything. He just showed up in the background. Yeah. Like, Oscar-nominated guy. So yeah. it could literally, like John Williams was in the movie just to look at the camera for two seconds. So I don't think yeah. we can make the argument of, oh, well, you don't, you wouldn't you wouldn't bring someone in this good to, to yeah, but just John Williams is not an actor though. That was a correct. Thanks for being awesome. But also, I, I, I would that. say this: besides okay. Ashley herself, right? Do you think there's any other goodwill to the fan base as like a fan casting for Ahsoka? So maybe it's like it's like, hey, we want to do Ahsoka. Just for like some quick stuff, who we're gonna get? Probably not Ashley. Sorry, but, you know. But who who do we think we could get? Is there any chance that we could get the biggest like that viral craze that Rosario Dawson would be a great Ahsoka? She said she'd love to play it. If if we could snag her, even though it's just like a one time thing, man, wouldn't people love that? You know. Mm. Right. Wouldn't fans want two seconds of Ahsoka, then no seconds of Ahsoka? Well, I'm even looking yeah. at the, the and who they're getting. Like if there was a fan cast for Arnold Schwarzenegger as some character, they decide they're going to bring in that character. They're like, All right, but, but who? I'm just saying, but who who would we get to play? It's like, well, the fans already did this like viral thing where they would love to have Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do Can you we think he would do it? You think we could we get gr- him for a cameo? I know we're joking about like the um, Lin Manuel Miranda thing. I had to look at his name. I always forget how to say that guy's name. He has like seven names. <laughs> I'm like Manuel Lin. I don't know. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda Hamilton. Got it. Um, it's not. It's definitely not a situation where Rosario Dawson's like, "Hey, Favreau, I'm gonna pop over on set. What are you guys doing?" And he's like, "You know what? 
Yeah, we're gonna write no, in Ahsoka to this episode. Let's we're not make saying a, that. No, no, no. I know. I'm not saying either one of you are saying that. But I'm saying like we have said. Oh well, they just slapped a vest on that guy, and this person popped in there, and Kevin Smith played a stormtrooper. Sure. They had every. This was a huge plan in place. You had to have the makeup uh, designed ahead of time, and the CGI for the horns and all that stuff. This was a big undertaking, and that's again why Ashley Eckstein saying she doesn't know about it is just silly to me. But um, it, it is a big deal, and I, I, I just it's so hard for me to believe that it's they're gonna create those assets and do all that for this character who means so much to fans just for her to be like hey everybody all right i'm out so i i believe this thing that they're doing a a series for her they built a puppet for probably like weeks maybe even months Mm -hmm. that fits three people in it yep and they picked it up with a helicopter and they placed it on an island just so mark hamill could milk it I know Star Wars so, Newsnet had the scoop on it. I know, I get it. Right, but it's a I'm puppet. saying, right, but I'm saying that they have gone through big steps for short moments. That's what I'm saying. I think the milk puppet, Thala Siren, is in a completely different category than one of the most beloved characters in the franchise right now. That's fine. You can downplay what I'm saying. That doesn't change the point I'm that I'm saying. I'm not downplaying what you're saying. I'm just disagreeing with you. Effort. I'm just disagreeing with you. I'm not downplaying what you're saying. I'm just disagreeing with you. A ton of effort and man hours and mm-hmm. creativity sure. went into that thing. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that for us to sit here and be like, well, they put a lot of work in the makeup and the moment and the blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mean that she's going to yeah. get her own series. That's I all I'm saying is that it could just be her on screen for one episode, a couple, couple minutes. Everyone's happy. It's awesome. We love it. And then that's it. That could be it. I'm saying it's a huge jump to then assume she's getting a series. That's all I'm saying. I'm, yeah. Whether it's a series or not, I'm just saying I, I am completely convinced that it's not going to be a one and done thing. Mainly because of the Rosario Dawson aspect to be honest, but that's just my take. Um, okay. you, know, you know, in a, in a weird way too, I don't know if this is a good comparison or not, but I joked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and what I probably should have brought up was Sylvester Stallone in the guardians movies. You know, isn't mm-hmm. that sort of in a weird way, like a backdoor setup for potentially other things that he could what be ca- in. What character was he playing? He was playing one of the uh, uh, Rangers, right? That's what I mean, though. Again, we're talking about a beloved character that some fans consider their Luke Skywalker here. We're not talking about Ranger Joe Sylvester Stallone. I get the comparison, but in a sense, but I just, yeah, I'm just not with you on that. But that's fine. Yeah, it's like okay. it's like bringing in Wolverine <laughs> to the MCU, but just for a for a one time cameo, and it's right. played by they Michael did Fassbender that in Deadpool. or something. They brought in all the X Men, and then they didn't have any lines. Yeah, they brought in people who have already been playing those roles, and it's like, hey guys, we're gonna come say hello and then go away again. This is a new first time thing, bringing in a big actress. I just that's just my take. I don't think it's going to be a one yep. and done thing. I could be wrong. All I've right. been, I, we can I agree to said, disagree. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 
Uh, I it's just I now have been wrong before. I didn't think we'd see Ahsoka in live action, but here we go. So I'll probably be wrong mm. again. Um, mm. Are there any other uh, ca- uh, to wrap this up? Any other animated or video game characters that you think uh, we could see in the future? Just fun little predictions to close this up. I mean, you brought up Cal Kestis. That's a that's a great one. That's an easy easy win if they have a show that's somewhere around the same time frame. I mean, mm-hmm. even Obi Wan. You know, like we were talking about that earlier. We don't know what this character is doing around that particular time frame. This is shortly, roughly shortly after Revenge of the Sith. You could have that guy come in. I mean, theoretically, he's another Jedi out there. You know, you could could bring him in. That would be interesting. Um, Like other video games? I'm not a big video gamer. Are there battle, like Aiden Versio? Like could Janina just pop in in a show? Not really. No? Yeah, not really. She she, she takes place. Did she die? Is that spoiler? She she's kind of in that um well, she's kind of all over the place. She's she's she could be in the Mandalorian, she could be in post uh or pre a new hope stuff if mm-hmm. they wanted to potentially. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, she she's all around. She died around the the time of Force Awakens. So it's like and then her like intro to the series was uh, the first Death Star being blown up. So it's like right. She looks up. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So I don't know. All right. Yeah. Lacey, any others come to mind? Not really. I think I've fully said. It. I I think I would like more video game characters to make the jump to live action because they're already there. The, you're yeah. already looking at the character as that person, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think they're going to have more games coming out. And who knows? Maybe we're not even, we haven't even scratched the surface on this High Republic stuff because those characters obviously may eventually, (laughs) we may have to open up that door again once we hear more about that. But we're up against it now. Um, So let us know what you guys think. Um, It is exciting either way that that door has been kicked open now. Uh, so plenty of other characters can make their jump to live action, whether it's small roles or big roles or whatever. So let us know who you would like to see. If there were some we didn't mention, hit us up in the comments, hit us up on Twitter at RBATSWNN, the whole deal. So we hope you enjoyed this, the discussion. Uh, but now we are going to hear from all of you out there in our next segment, Resistance Transmissions. Lacey, what's going on? All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> So the way that this works is that every week, John puts up a crazy wacky situational on Twitter and you guys give your answers. And I've never seen the scenario. I don't know what your answers are, so I'm going to read them live. All right. So the scenario is, if the Star Wars galaxy had a pandemic lockdown, pick any droid and how they would take advantage of it since they can't get sick. Where would they go? What would they do? All right. First up is Mark Newbold at Hmm. prefect underscore timing. And Mark said, dodging the Rotgul virus. Is that from a book or something? What is that from? I don't know. Mark, you're making me look like a bad fan right now. Uh, BB-8 travels to the corporate sector and clears out all the slot machines in Canto Bite and then gambles (laughs) it all away at the Outlander Club on Coruscant. That sounds like a night. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Next is Edman Zombie at Ed59, spelt out as the words, with an underscore at the end. 
And Ed said, General Grievous has informed his employer, separatist leader Count Dooku, that he has a terrible cough (laughs) and has been told to self-isolate for 14 days. He plans to use this time to create a new shelf for his lightsaber collection. (laughs) I have to tell you, in the time that I've been home, I've done so much cleaning and organizing. I've redone my whole workspace, so I can totally sympathize with this. Um, next is Johnny O at Lime Limey Printmaker, who said Chopper becomes the new emperor. <laughs> that is ambitious. It is. He would. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> next is Micah Harrison at Micah X Machina. And Micah said R5D4 would finally take time for himself and get that good motivator he is always wanted hashtag nice. self-love hashtag treat yourself <laughs> <laughs> i agree with that next is stephen bowman at stephen a bowman and stephen said oh, give it away <laughs> steve c3po would definitely be getting sloshed in the most isolated cantina <laughs> got rejected uh next is cam ray at cam ray are you going to say where to get your handle? Where to get your handle, Cam? Hey. <laughs> uh, he said, L337 would use the opportunity to infiltrate the Net with droid propaganda aimed at her non-droid oppressors. She would reveal the stockpile of intergalactic toilet paper she had rerouted to her compound, where Landos are the only sweet cheeks being <laughs> wiped with these bad boys. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, Lando does have of, some sweet cheeks. Out of all of them so far, that is the most believable, probably. <laughs> is that she would she, take the opportunity to be like, droid rebellion. Yeah. For Lando's sweet cheeks. Sweet cheeks. Uh, next is Alex Zukas at Zubaka. And Alex said, K2SO has. Has stay inside and keep Cassian company because Cassian told him he has to. (laughs) Brutal. You know, when you think about it, L337 probably wouldn't be a big fan of Cassian Andor the way he treats K2 sometimes. I think K2 wouldn't like L3. Yo, really? Mm. I think they wouldn't get along. Now we got to see it. Do you think Cassian treats him poorly? Well, he bosses him around a little bit, I think. I think that's just how Cassian is. He bosses everyone around. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Uh, next is Luke the Force Ghost at Uncle Luke's Ghost. And they said, C-3PO would go around telling everybody their odds of survival. <laughs> <laughs> he, that, you know, that is so that is good. Accurate. He would. Yeah. He totally would. Yeah. Next is Ryan Davis-19 at Ryan Q. Davis. Interesting that Ryan has a COVID-19 <laughs> name. Forget Halloween <laughs> names. We're going yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, Ryan said, IG-11 would set himself to self-destruct just because. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Me too. Yeah. Guys, yeah. thank you so much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Look out for the scenario and then send in your tweets and you could be on the show. Thanks so much. Back to John. Guys, thank you back so much, John. For... Yeah, back to John. No, that's what he picked. That was his one thing. Oh, back, back to, to Tank. Back to John. Yeah, oh, back to Tank. 
Yeah, back to John. Man, I wish I had my back to tank right now. My back hurts a little bit. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for watching, listening, being a part of the resistance. We really appreciate it. Uh, again, we know everyone's going through kind of a weird time, uneasy time, unpredictable times right now, but we hope we're able to entertain you guys for about an hour or so, uh, two times a week. Um, as uh, mentioned earlier, if you guys want some more of our content, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to see James's uh, The Clone Wars Fan Show, mm-hmm. reviewing the next episode, rating it. Uh, a lot of fun there. And of course, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want uh, additional content, we have eight mini episodes a month. We do Q&As. Uh, we have a group chat. We have a lot of good stuff going on there. So uh, if you're down, uh, check out the site, sign up. Starts at two bucks a month. So uh, let us know uh, if you dig that, and we appreciate the support. I want to say a special thank you to our Patreon generals. Uh, real quick here, we have Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, and uh, an extra shout out to Michael Gaines, who did such a great job in that pod race. Thank you so much, Michael, for that. Um, and of course, Val Trichkoff Generals, thank you for all your support. Make sure you're all subscribed to us. We are everywhere. We're uh, apparently except Google Play, but I don't know. That's their problem. <laughs> uh, they're a little site you may have heard of. But anyway, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, everywhere. So wherever you like your podcast, make sure you are subscribed because we do have two episodes a week. So uh, keep up with us that way. And uh, we appreciate that. StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. All the articles that we talk about on Mondays and Thursdays come from the work over at StarWarsNewsNet.com, including our awesome book review team uh, as well. Um, and that's that. You guys know T Public. Look up Resistance Broadcast. Our shirts are over there. Um, potentially some cool stuff coming down the line as uh, we had teased on Monday. Uh, and um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Still, still. Lacey? I, lo- I looked at James Bainey the, like, the other day. I was like, does this guy tweet? I don't know. He retweets stuff. It's just, I just, there's no, there's no chance. That I just literally think there's no chance. He's never going to give that up. Make James Bainey happen. Um, yeah. All right, Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Guys, thank you so much once again. It's uh, an honor to be able to keep doing this every week, and we're going to keep coming at you. And you know that we will be right back with you on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>